2: You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach laughed at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Yeah, not a tough guy here. Not a tough guy. Um, and Kelly Rempel of Silver Fox saw right through that. Darren Dupont in for Rod Peterson here on a Football Friday. Welcome in inside the studio. Um, and good morning to everybody. Good afternoon to everybody. I don't know if it's morning anywhere except in B.C. now. Uh, it is still morning in the Mountain Time Zone, Saskatchewan and West at the moment. Um, I'm glad you're talking about this. I was looking for weekend plans, right? Saturday's plans got ruined. I don't know if you were watching yesterday. Um, I had it all planned out tomorrow morning to get up early, drive down to Buffalo two and a half hours and uh, pick up the Powerball ticket, right? It was over a billion dollars. But on Wednesday night, the Powerball went. And now there's no point in going down to Buffalo for the start of a new Powerball. We'll wait till it gets up to a billion dollars again, right? So we need new plans for Saturday. And it's probably going to be a weekend at the movies. Everybody's talking about the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer. And if you've seen this, they're calling it, what are they calling it? Barbenheimer, right? Do the double feature, hit them both. Um, So Landmark's got them both playing. And these are, you know, you look at the Barbie movie, not that I have that much interest in seeing the Barbie movie, but like the cast is incredible. Like Margot Robbie ryan gosling who from early reports everybody says he's hilarious as ken in the barbie movie uh, greta gerwig who's also funny will ferrell hilarious you know simu liu the canadian who was in um, kim's convenience and then starred in the marvel movie uh, um he was really great. michael sarah if you remember him michael sarah kate mckinnon like this is a really good cast um so, not that I'm going to line up to go see the Barbie movie. Anne Hathaway is in it. So, I don't know if I'm going to sign up, like, line up to go watch the Barbie movie. But I probably would enjoy it. Like, it would probably be funny. Although, I'd, like, I never played with Barbies, even the Ken dolls. Um, but I know what they are. Very familiar. And the other one is Oppenheimer. Um, Barbie is a nice and tidy minute and 50 minutes. Right? Hour and 50 minutes. Oppenheimer is like north of three hours, right? But the critics are loving it. Um, Killian Murphy leads and apparently he's fantastic. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in this, Emily Blunt. Matt Damon is in this. Who else makes appearances in Oppenheimer? Josh Hartnett makes an appearance. Casey Affleck, Gary Oldman. Um, It's a great cast, no doubt. And um, I think it's going to be interesting. I was told that it was made for the 70 millimeter IMAX, which is like 10 minutes from me. And apparently there's only 30 of them in the world, this IMAX theater. So I might have to go check that out. Although um, I just can't sit anywhere but the landmark seats. I just can't. The landmark seats that recline all the way back. Oh my gosh. If you haven't been to the landmark... You need to go because, again, just for the seats alone, the screen is fantastic, but the seats are the best movie theater seats I have ever seen in my life. So Barbie and Oppenheimer are in theaters now and crushing it. 902-518-3033 is the text line. Uh, RodPeterson.com is the website where you can vote on the poll question, which we will update now. Washington Commanders have been sold. Uh, to billionaire Josh Harris and his group, which includes Magic Johnson. And the former NBA star came out and said, everything is on the table when it comes to the football team, including the name change, which they're going to visit at the end of the year and evaluate if they want to go down this path again. So the poll question is for the Key Auto Group. The Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with their competitive multi-point inspection. Visit KeyAutoGroup.ca for Automotive Excellence. The question is, what should the commanders do with the team name? Keep it the commanders? Change it to the Washington football team, which they were for a year? Or something completely different? Other. And last time we checked, leading the way was other. Find something completely new. Do we have an update on that, Clark? Who 54%. So Commanders, let me get that right. Commanders is second and football team is third. Oh, I'm disappointed. I really want the Washington football team. I think that would be cool. Not funny, not a joke. I think it would actually be cool. I think it would be very classic. It would be very um, regal. It would be very, you know, Washington, D.C. It would, I think it would be cool. Um, our poll questions for Key Auto Group. You have 22 and a half hours or 22 hours now to vote, 23 hours. My math is wrong. Um, you've got some time to vote on this. Um, Jeff writes in on the text line at 902-518-3033. Says, as far as Saturday plans for you, Moose, I'd suggest taking a drive down to Lake Erie. There's Port Dover, Turkey Point, Long Point, all great day trips about two hours from Oakville. Oh, not bad, not bad. And Wayne checked in on the text line too and uh, is loving the show today. So thank you for the note, Wayne. Really appreciate that um, watching out in Victoria. Um, update on the Open Championship, the British Open happening right now. Brian Harman continues to lead the way after firing a 6-under six 65. He's 10-under right now and leads by five shots over Tommy Fleetwood, who's back to even par for the day um, after a 5-under 66 on Thursday. Um, Jordan Spieth is 1-under on the day. And three under on the tournament sits in a tie for third place. Um, so some movement on the leaderboard here. As um, most are done, they're playing. You know, some are still. I believe hole seven um, is the uh, the last golfers out on the course. Seven, eight, nine. Um, but most are finished. Tommy Fleetwood's uh, through twelve. Jordan Spieth through fourteen. So update that as the show moves along. Last night, week seven in the Canadian Football League, we talked about this in hour one. It was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the Edmonton Elks, 28-14. Um, at the Women's World Cup, Canada Nigeria um, ended in a nil-nil draw. Um, been told that's extremely disappointing for Canada. Uh, the number seven ranked team in the world against Nigeria, number 40. Uh, Canada needed to win that. It didn't really need to, but uh, they kind of Expected to. Christine Sinclair missed on a penalty. They'll be back in action Wednesday when they take on Ireland. Today, tonight, at the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand, the USA gets going against Vietnam, 9 p.m. Eastern. Toronto Blue Jays got a 4-0 win over San Diego on Thursday to wrap up their series with the the Padres avoiding the sweep. Vladdy, big home run in the seventh. Cook in. So that was big as they get set to open up a key series with the uh, Seattle Mariners tonight. First pitch, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so that's going to be good. A lot of Blue Jays fans and Canadians going to be taking in the game in Seattle. I have to say, Seattle is one of and maybe my favorite city um, that I've ever been to. Like, I love Seattle. I love, I love Seattle. I like the vibe of Seattle. Um, just a really great city. Big fan of Seattle. Been there only twice but each time was great. Can't wait to go back and the market, even though it's a bit of a tourist trap, it's awesome. Love the market. And actually, like I can still see it, stayed at a place called the Moore Hotel, which I would recommend because it's cheap, but it's also really great. These young guys, a uh, um, group of uh, friends bought it, old building, kind of renoed it. So it's kind of um, you know trendy and cool. Um, not a lot of amenities, but everything's great. And it's walking distance to everywhere. And when you walk in the market there's a there's a bakery okay you know the big pike place market's on you walk in and you take a right and there's all these little places down the side right open like a market and there's this one pastry shop and the pastries you know the pastries with the the top of the you know on top you know like the jam there was one with raspberry jam that like made my knees buckle and there's another one that had like mushrooms and some sort of cream. Oh my gosh. Like I can, I can see it. Like my internal GPS can close my eyes and walk there. Like that's how good it was. It's permanently programmed in my brain. Um, I don't know if you understand. Or if you have a place like that for you. That maybe you can't explain it by the address or that. But you, you know exactly how to get there. Like a homing beacon. Right? I got to get back to Seattle very quickly. And have one of those pastries. I really do. Uh, one final note from that uh, that football game last night. Sergio Castillo came in at 100% on the air, missed an extra point and a 45-yard field goal attempt. He was one of two kickers in the Canadian Football League at 100%. The other, Mark Laggio, who is still 100%, by the way. He was cut by the Bombers prior to the season. Um, so that's interesting. You cut a guy, you bring in the new guy, he was 100%. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, you missed the field goal. He's still doing well. Sergio Castillo. But that almost feels like the Vegas Golden Knights. Actually, the Boston Bruins, when they out with Cassidy, he went to Vegas, won a cup, but the guy they brought in led them to a record-breaking season, right? Winnipeg was going to be in good shape no matter who they had at quarterback in that spot. Um, I want to get to this in this opening segment. We're going to play NFL jerseys A couple of segments from now, we're going to go through this because it's really cool. The NFL is coming out with all of these great retro jerseys um, as they unveil special jerseys for the upcoming season. Um, But I want to get to that later. I want to get to this. Jaguars assistant coach, he's the associate strength coach, Kevin Maxson, has come out as gay. He's the first male coach in a major U.S.-based pro league to come out as openly gay. And I want to say congratulations and bravo to Kevin for that. Um, I know that wasn't easy at all. Um, but it's another step in a great direction for sports, um, in North America and around the world. And here's the quote that he had. He said, I don't want to feel like I have to think about it anymore. I don't want to feel like I have to lie about who I'm seeing or why I am living with someone else. I want to be vocal and support of people living how they want to live, but I also want to just live and not feel fear about how people will react. That's such a simple but powerful statement. I don't want to feel like I have to lie about who I'm seeing or why I'm living with someone else. If you watch Ted Lasso, one of the characters was going through this, something similar, right? As being gay but closeted and trying to find little moments to be with his partner and try and find you know those moments to be able to do things together without telling anybody else you're together right so you know you have to disguise it with my my good friend or you know this is my roommate when the rest of you know the world can get you know to be open and and happy and not have to worry about what people are thinking or if you have company over why you only have one bed and your other bedroom is, you know, an office. You shouldn't have to hide these things, but I understand the world that we live in, and this is another step in the right direction. So congratulations, Uh, congratulations, but bravo. I'm really proud for Kevin Maxson. Um, This is big, and I hope everybody is supportive inside the Jaguars organization. But this reminded me too, that NFL training camps are open, and from one good news story to another, Clark, do you got the photo? Of our boy, Nathan Rourke. Um, this was dropped on Nathan's social media channels. Um, he, he put out the photo of uh, Nathan Rourke in the Jaguars uniform. And he said, time to go camping. That looks great. Um, it looks really cool. And, I, and you can tell. I mean, I look at that. He's trying to be serious, right? But how hard it would be to hide the smile when you're living out a dream. You know? Um, and getting to play in the National Football League. Very cool for Nathan Rourke. And uh, very cool NFL training camps are, are open. And we'll see what kind of uh, um, job that Nathan Rourke does. We'll obviously be following the coverage from Jacksonville and all around the National Football League as well as we move on. Um, they're talking about the throwbacks inside the uh, YouTube comments. Um, they like the Seattle Seahawks throwbacks, Jeff in Winnipeg, uh, talked about that. Um, yeah, there are a few that are going to be really good and still waiting. I haven't seen anything from the Tennessee Titans yet. Haven't seen it. We're teased that it's a Houston Oilers throwback, which would be awesome. Um, and Clark in the break, I know you're going to be logging in Jim Barker here, but in the break. There's a photo of DeAndre Hopkins in the Houston Oilers uniform. I know it's photoshopped, but if you can find it, that should be part of our jersey photo um, album coming up a little bit later on. Look, we're going to tee up the rest of week seven in the Canadian Football League next and uh, really talk some ball. Looking forward to our next guest, Jim Barker, who's going to be joining us regularly on the RP show. Looking forward to this. From TSN Jim Barker joins us next on the program it's the rp show so get your questions loaded up on youtube get them into the text line we'll be reviewing them in the break 902-518-3033 and we'll be back with the rp show here on the game plus tv network youtube live listening on wqee radio and uh, you may be listening to the podcast on apple or spotify made back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, welcome back to the RP Show. Rod is away one more day. He'll be back on Monday, traveling today and enjoying a bit of an extended long weekend. But Rod will be back in the chair Monday. Until then, Darren DuPont with you here. And really excited for our next guest. Let's bring in Jim Barker from TSN, who joins us now on the program. Jim, happy Friday. How are you enjoying life back on tv and tsn
1: i'm enjoying it it's you know it's a totally different type of lifestyle but uh you know it's good for me right now and you know i just feel like um having an opportunity to to give fans a completely different look at the game and from a you know a set of eyes that is has done a lot of different things that you know that i think that's that's good i love the cfl and i love what's going on right now and i gotta i gotta differ with you though Darren you want to go to the Washington football Club. I hate the commanders I hate the name but <laughs> as soon as you go to the Washington football club how long till they're calling it Washington FC
2: how about yeah that? I think good you know good point um, technically I would go Washington football team because that's what they had but you're right you know Washington FC then it becomes a soccer club okay you got me you got me <laughs> um, but it's open for negotiation okay I'll say that It'll be fun. See what they do. What would you call it?
1: Um, I would call them the Washington Redskins, but that's not going to work. So, (laughs) you know, I remember Sonny Jurgensen and all the great things about the Washington Redskins. And you know, for an older guy, it's it's tough. It's you know, I know what the Edmonton people are going through with the whole Eskimo name change to the Elks, and I think they've done a good job of transitioning it. All the The logos have stayed the same and that kind of thing. But um, for us, older, old school, you know, I I mean, I grew up watching watching the Washington Redskins. It's just it's hard for me. I'm not sure I was thinking about it after you talked about it of what I would what I would think would be a great name. And, you know, I mean, the Washington Senators have been done in baseball. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you call them, but. I don't know, Washington Football Club. When you said that one, I said Washington FC, I think MLS and,
2: yeah. you know,
1: God bless MLS, but they have their own place and yeah, that's just a bad trend.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult thing to rebrand a team and, and especially when there's a lot of history like the Redskins have or like the Eskimos had in Edmonton, but it's a great transition. I, you know, trying to piece together, and you can remind me because there's not a job in this league. I don't think that you've done, um, or a guy that's you know has the experience in different spots. But you know, in your time and in Chris Jones's time, were you guys in Toronto at the same time? We've been together three times. So we were together in
1: Montreal when he came in the league. I was the offensive coordinator. That was Calbio's first year, and we won the Grey Cup in 2002. That was our first time together. And then when I went to Calgary, I, well, I was in, a, in my third year at Calgary as the GM, um, they, you know, the the org, the owners wanted to fire uh, Tom Higgins and hire Huff, but Huff didn't know anybody here. So, you know, I opened the gate, opened the door for Chris. So he came to Calgary and we won a great Cup there. And then when Milanovic came to Toronto. Um, Scott and Chris had been roommates in Montreal. So, um, you know, that was a natural for him to come to Toronto. So we won a great cup there. So, yeah, Chris and I go go way back. I know him probably better than anybody. I've driven the back roads of Tennessee looking for players in knee-high grass. I understand how he thinks. And, uh, you know, it's tough watching him go through what's happening there.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask this the next question. is What do you, you know, what goes through your mind when you watch the struggles you know they're going through, and, and you can see it last week in the game against Hamilton on his face, right? When the challenge doesn't go your way and you just start running out of, you know, almost looks like you're running out of options. You know, what do you think when you watch what he's going through? And, and I guess, have you, do you, have you talked to him through this experience? Um, Not a lot.
1: Uh, you know, he's, he's in a tough situation. Chris Jones is a great football coach. Chris Jones isn't necessarily a great GM, and, you know, he got the GM uh, title, and and basically with it, when he went to Saskatchewan, they had Jeremy O'Day there. They had Paul Jones there. You know, there were people there that helped with a lot of that stuff. Um, In Edmonton, he went there this time. First time he was there, he had Ed Hervey there. Now, whether, whether they got along, didn't get along, it was somebody else that I think people underestimate the, how important football operations is. And right now they don't have, G-Roy is the assistant GM and he's been in the BC situation, but he hasn't been in charge of the cap and doing all the different things that a football operations in terms of scouting and getting, you know, getting everything organized that way. So I watched him and I think, you know, this there's a there's a, there's a problem. Obviously, the quarterback is a major issue, but they had him all last year. They had every opportunity to go after Trevor Harris if that was what they wanted or co or what, but they made a they made a decision this was going to be their guy. And not only did that, but they brought about seven or eight quarterbacks in and most of them were those third-down guys that can also run quarterback sneak, and they're more runner than they are quarterback. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that's hurting our league because I think we need those three quarterbacks to be three guys that you think have a chance to one day be a starting quarterback. When we were in Toronto, once we got Ricky Ray, we were able to play Ricky, and the first year Jarius was the backup. And our two, our three and four were Zach Caleros and Trevor Harris. So they battled each other each week. One was on the PR, one was on the roster. And then when Jarius the next year retired, we knew he was going to be one year. Then those guys moved up and actually neither one actually ever really won the number two job. The way Scott looked at it was if we were behind in the game, Zach was going in. And if we were ahead in the game, Trevor was going in. Now. Again, I, don't ask me why. I don't, That was how we did it. But we had all quarterbacks that we felt one day could be starters. Um, you know, we brought Logan Kilgore in, and he got a little cup of coffee all over the place and didn't, didn't pan out. But another guy that we felt could be a starter, Cody Fajardo came in uh, to Toronto after that. Um, you know, again, I think we're missing the boat with this whole third-down quarterback thing because – we're looking at guys for the wrong reasons. It, you shouldn't be looking taking a guy because he can get you third and one. Um, I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. Dominique Davis is very important, uh, but I don't. I think it proved it when they signed him, BC, and then went out and and signed Dane Evans to be their real backup quarterback. And that's that's stalling our league. I think we're just not getting the. You know, this week's going to be really interesting with Mason Fine, you know, because I think yeah. he's a guy Saskatchewan pegged. And I liked Mason Fine coming out of North Texas. I thought he had, he reminded me a little of Dave Dickinson. You know, he had, has a little bit of mobility. He's got accuracy. He's got a little moxie about him. But they brought him along very well. Now is the time. He's going to have B.C. in B.C. this week. That's going to be a very formidable opponent for him. And he's got a very average offensive line, which is a big problem for that team. Um, makes it hard sometimes to evaluate a quarterback when, you know, you have an uh, offensive line that struggles. Like Edmonton right now, their, their offensive line yeah. is, is just horrible. And I think it's hard to evaluate Taylor Cornelia. I mean, I, I evaluate him, but, um, you know, for you, you just think, well, the guy's terrible. But, you know, if he had time and could do things. You look at what Ryan Dinwiddie's doing in Toronto – with chad kelly it's masterful i mean what you're seeing is a masterful job of bringing a quarterback in understanding his strengths and weaknesses on and off the field and then maximizing the situation so that he can't put himself in a bad position i mean has he made a couple bad throws absolutely but when you can remember that he's in his four he's played four games when you can remember when the bad plays happened, that's pretty good with a young quarterback because usually there's so many of them you can't. So I, 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 I applaud Ryan Dinwiddie for the way he's handled uh, Chad Kelly in terms of the way he is in the media, just everything he does. So I think developing quarterbacks is a big thing. And this weekend's games, you know, down to tonight, I mean, we have a great one. And we have Taylor Powell, who you can't really look at him like Mason Fine. Because Mason, fine, he's had a couple years in the league, you know. I think bringing Trevor in helps him incredibly because Trevor learned from Ricky Ray, and you know he's he's been around the block. He was behind Henry Burris. He's been in Graycock. He's done all that stuff, and I think that helps Mason see a thing a little different than being behind Cody, who when he got here that was his first time ever starting, and that's who that's the yeah. only quarterback he had. So. I think it kind of completes Mason's development. You're going to find out in the next couple of weeks whether Mason Fine is really a guy, or whether they need to move on and, and move to the next one. Um, I, I really believe that in three to four weeks, when you have a guy who's been brought along the way that they've brought him along, you can you can uh, make some kind of decision.
2: Yeah, I, I you talk it, and when you when you talk back, you know about Ricky Ray. And the situation when you had Ricky Ray, Zach Caleros, and Trevor Harris—you know—all together—it it sounds like fairy tale land, right? Because we were a long ways away from from an era where you were developing quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. I think that's, yeah, we could get back to that, and I think everybody would be really happy. And I know they're they're trying, but for you tonight, Toronto Hamilton; tomorrow, Saskatoon, B.C., and Sunday, Calgary, home to Ottawa. What's the one game of those three that you're most looking forward to?
1: Well, for me, because I've spent so much time in Toronto and and I spent a year with Hamilton in 2019, and, um, you know, they're so close, that game to me is very intriguing. I just, um, I, the Taylor Taylor Powell, the young quarterback, he's an interesting guy. He really is. He's uh, He brings a confidence about him, but... You know, you don't know how much of that confidence is, okay, I have to show that I'm confident and I'm ready because I got all these pros around me. He's got a legitimate arm. He's got legitimate accuracy. And he seems to get rid of the ball quickly. Tommy Condell has got to do a great job of putting a plan around him that allows him to have some success. But I think the matchup between uh, Taylor Powell and Chad Kelly is – is a really good one. I, I think it's, I think Hamilton is a team that nobody really knows yet what they're about. They'll get Dylan Wynn back next week and he'll help their defense a lot. Um, they've got a, they had a brand new secondary and that takes time to develop. And uh, so I think I find that game really interesting. The Saskatchewan game, what makes that interesting, most interesting for me is watching Mason Fine because I am all about quarterback development. I am all about us growing our quarterbacks in this league. Um, I just, that game is really intriguing because of that. I I just, what I struggle with is that Saskatchewan offensive line blocking that BC defensive front. And if they can't do that, we can't get a real good read on Mason.
2: So on that, Dougal writes in on the text line at 902-518-3033 and and says what does barker think is the biggest issue with the stamps qb play right now they're coming off a win but well again you have to
1: when you when you look at jake mayer you look at a guy that this year is really i call it his dane evans year last year was dane's first year going in and you're the guy you look around there's nobody else there if you don't do it there's nobody else there. Well, this is Jake's first year doing that. He always had Bo Levi there. He came in last year as the backup. And then it's so much different when you step in as a backup. And people think it's the same, and it's not. When you are the guy, there's a lot more pressure that goes with that. And and so I think, I think Jake is coming along. He has his moments. Um, I don't think he has... He's gone through so much change in his key receivers. I mean, I applaud what they've done in terms of filling spots. I mean, you know, they lose a guy, they bring Mark and Michelle in back. And Begelton came back last week, and he looked good. You know, they, 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 they've been being able to plug in. But that hurts a young quarterback. Then you take the best running back. So they lost Malik Henry, the best receiver, one of the best big play receivers in the league, if not the best big play receiver. And they lose uh, Kerry Kadeem, who is the best running back in the league. So now you take those two things away from your quarterback and you say, all right, son, let's go. And then you change your offensive line every week. And, you know, it's like, why isn't Jake Mayer playing better? Well, I think sometimes you have to look at those things around him. Um, Jake Mayer has, a I, I loved him last year, watching him. I, I know he, well Dan Hawkins is his college coach. And uh outstanding background at UC Davis. He has all the things you want. Can he handle looking around and oh my gosh, this is my team. And if Kadeem Carey goes down and Malik Henry goes down and Reggie Bagel we still have to win games. Because they don't they aren't going to say well Jake Mayer's losing games because those guys aren't there. They're going to say Jake Mayer's losing games because he can't win. That's how it works. It's the same thing with yeah. being a head coach. Being named yeah. a head coach the off-season is the best time in the world until you actually have to play a game. Then that job becomes not so much fun. Oh so, And it's the same thing with his being a starting quarterback. It's great in the off-season, but now as soon as the live bullets start, it's a different kind of pressure. So I think Jake's going to be fine. I think once they can get the team around him a little more settled.
2: It's always easier to walk the tightrope when there's a net underneath you, right? Take the net away, yeah, I, you, you know get what?
1: nervous. Darren, you that's tight- a great up. way to put it. That is a great yeah. way to put it, and I think that's what happened with Dane last year. Was there was no net, yeah. and they that's had right. Matt Schiltz, but you know he's been designated a, a backup, and you know that just like Arbuckle, and there's a few guys that have been designated backups in this league, and and yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was him, and I think. That no net fear. I, I think that that's a great. I'm going to use that from now on. I'm going to, st- <laughs> I will give you credit, but I am You're going welcome. To use
2: that. How about that? You're welcome. One more before we let you go. Look at, let's all okay. agree Toronto's the best team in the Canadian Football League. Who's the second best team today in the CFL?
1: Um, am I betting your money?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Or we'll bet Rod's money. That's what we'll do.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. This this is a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say BC. Um, what they did going into Winnipeg, and winning thirty to six, when I, in August I actually get to do almost all the games in August. So the very first game I get coming back on the panel, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but um, is BC in Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's coming off a bye. That game, ask me after that game, because after that <laughs> game, I'm going to have a much, much better feel. I would say BC now because of that game they they uh, that they played in Winnipeg where they just smashed them. They physically went in and beat them up. And I knew from the, the Grey Cup in 2019, to play Winnipeg, you have to match them physically. They are a physical, physical group. Now, people wonder what's wrong with them this year. Well, you take Couture out. People underestimate that guy. He was the best center in the league. So you take the center of your offensive line, and then you take Casey Sayles, who was a starter on in the middle of the defensive line. You take those guys out. They're not going to be as good. But, again, they have that experience. And how they respond after this break, playing a team that smashed them at home, at and they're playing them in Winnipeg, I mean, what better what better scenario is there than that? That's, I'll be able to tell you then, because I believe it's one of those two right now.
2: I love it. Jim, the hiatus, little hiatus does the body good. You're looking great. Can't wait to see you back on the panel in August, and I appreciate this chat today.
1: Very good. Very good. I will talk to you next week. I'm going to be out on the road going to some NFL camps and nice. uh, just trying to stay up on where the players are and. I I love this time of year, and
2: it's best. It's the best. The best. Jim, a pleasure. Jim Barker joining us here on a football Friday. Thank you. Here on uh, the RP Show. We take a break. We're back with more. Well over time for a break, but a couple of shorter segments on the way to put a bowl on a great football Friday, including some fun. We're going to try and squeeze in rapid fire into the next segment. So let's break. RP Show, Game Plus, WQEE, YouTube, and the podcast.
0: Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just 9 dollars Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. dollars Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket, just 9 dollars Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers oh yeah he's back
2: time for more of the rod peterson show no formality we get right down to business because we don't have a lot of time left as Ari gold said et didn't call home to chit chat he called home to say pick me up to the text line and the poll question jeff says the washington congressman and then the washington trumps and he's joking. He said that one is for Kevin, the media. Uh, Bradley writes in, says, what about the Washington pigskins? Our poll question is for the Key Auto Group. The At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get full information for your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. What should the commanders do with their team? Keep them the commanders, change them to the Washington football team, or... Something completely else or other. Other was leading the way. Still a landslide. It was growing last time. Clark? Pull? Just over 51% now for changing entirely. And I can't believe Jim Barker didn't like my suggestion. But he said Washington Football Club. WFC. I don't like that. I like WFT. But anyways, that's just me. Um, and one thing you'll learn, coach can talk. Woohoo! coach can talk. Um, that went by like that, and uh, I think I only asked three questions. But that was great. Wonderful to catch up with Jim Barker. Really, really wonderful. Look at Let's do this quickly, Clark. There are some retro jerseys being released in the National Football League. Um, jersey unveilings are happening. This is the DeAndre Hopkins one that I was asking you for, Clark. I love it. In the old Houston Oilers throwbacks. Um, then they moved to Tennessee. So Tennessee owns the Oilers. Um, I think that looks so good. Like, so good. Um, they've teased, yeah, that this weekend they're going to be uh, revealing theirs. Tennessee will. Here's some that are already out Seattle, maybe the clubhouse leader right now. Seahawks going to the throwbacks. And they had a really great 90s throwback video. Supersonics posters on the walls, the little ghetto blaster, the Walkman. And these throwbacks remind me of Matt Hasselbeck. The Vikings throwbacks are pretty good, too, actually. I'm a fan of these. Um, the shoulder stripe. This is pretty common throughout some of these throwbacks that have come up. You can write in right now with your favorites and what you like. Um, this, at first thought, hold this one for a minute. I thought this was the Bengals. Those, that jersey in there, I think it's 85, just reminds me of Chad Ocho Ochocinco. And actually, I've got an Ocho Cinco jersey from one of our viewers in the closet. Um, but that's the Cleveland Browns. And I actually kind of like it. They don't have a logo. So they need to, you know, do something. I like the white makes the orange pop. But it does give me some Bengals vibes. Except the top of the helmet. What's next? This one, I hate. Not just because they're division rivals of the Titans. But this is one that's not going over well. Uh, the Colts. I don't know the Knight Rider or something they called it anyways it really just screams college football to me this one screams college football not a fan of the Colts Um, what else you got Um, this is the Bucks the creamsicle which we love I think we all love the creamsicle Um, this is the last one so yeah um, I like that one too With those, You can see the helmet in the background. So there's some good ones. They're all going to be unveiled throughout the weekend. NFL with some great jersey throwbacks. Um, Also coming out today was some of the Madden rankings. And some interesting rankings coming out. This one, fastest quarterbacks in the video game Madden, where they rank the players. And they're pretty accurate, I think, for the most part. They do a lot of work on this. This isn't just like an afterthought. They have huge teams that go through the rankings. Um, fastest quarterback in the NFL, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Number two, the Bears, Justin Fields. Kyler Murray of the Cards, three. Colts rookie, Anthony Richardson, fourth. He's a 91 speed. Lamar was a 96, Fields, 93. Um, then the Titans, Malik Willis at 90, followed by Taysom Hill at 90. Jalen Hurts, 89 of the Eagles. Daniel Jones of the Giants, 88. Josh Allen, an 88 speed at 9. And Max Duggan, former TCU quarterback of the Chargers, 88. You know who's not in the list? Patrick Mahomes. Not in the list of fastest quarterbacks. And you know what? I think that's accurate. He's elusive. He's creative. He doesn't have breakaway speed, although he's fast. He's probably, my guess, mid-80s when it comes to some of the speed. Other NFL news? Apparently, Melvin Gordon has signed a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens worth up to $3.1 million. Um, looking at some of these other rankings, here's the, some of the quarterback rankings. Trevor Lawrence is an 82 in the middle of that pack. Um, Deshaun Watson rated just 78, but he's had some time off. We'll see what Deshaun Watson can do. And my boy, Ryan Tannehill, a 76 on the rating chart. So all the ratings coming up, Patrick Mahomes, the top-rated quarterback. He's in the elusive 99 club, 99 overall. Joe Burrow, 95. Josh Allen, 94. Lamar Jackson, 91. Jalen Hurts, 88. Your top five-rated quarterbacks in the video game, Madden. So Jeff Kabila says, pretty accurate on the fastest QBs in Madden. And also says, weird seeing the Colts alternate. Jen hates the Vikings. Had a puking emoji for the Vikings, interesting, interesting, interesting. So lots of great stuff here. Look at, we're going to break a little now and give us a little bit of time left in overtime to put a bow on everything. One last chance to get your comments and questions in for the week. Who are you taking Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the Canadian Football League? Toronto and Hamilton tonight. The Argos are nine and a half point favorites. Starts at 7.30 Eastern tonight in Hamilton. B.C. home to Saskatchewan on Saturday. Ten-point favorites are the Lions, and the Stamps are five-point favorites over Ottawa on Sunday. Who do you like in each of those games? Let us know in the comments or on the text line, um, and we'll get to that next segment. Put a wrap on it. Talk weekend plans and anything else that's on your mind. Overtime is next here on the Rod Peterson Show. Wrapping up the week on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live and on the podcasts, including Apple and Spotify.
0: You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say
2: something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, we got a little time here in overtime to sit and breathe and relax and tee up our weekends. We'll get to the text line. Three more games in the Canadian Football League. Toronto-Hamilton tonight. Argos favored by nine and a half. BC 10-point favorites over Saskatchewan. Uh, on Saturday, and Calgary five-point favorites over Ottawa on Sunday. All games available to uh, play um, and bet for free at betregal.net for fun. Um, Bill writes in on the text line, 902-518-3033. It says, Argos by 12, Riders by 2. That's the interesting thing. A 10-point BC line, a spread, is very intriguing because it's such a wild card. Like, Mason Fine could um, come in and be seamless in the offense, and all of a sudden, this is a very, like, a pick 'em game. But you heard Jim Barker. B, to him, BC right now is the second-best team in the Canadian Football League. Interesting line. I probably take Saskatchewan because the line is so big. Um, but you look at last night, Edmonton covered a 14-and-a-half-point spread. They covered it. By a half a point. That's tight. Like as close as it gets. Calgary, five-point favorites over Ottawa. Um, Crum looked really good in the last half. Does that continue in Calgary? I like the spread. Probably take Calgary in that one. Uh, Jeff writes on the text line at 902-518-3033. says, going to pick Hamilton tonight? Obviously, Argos suck even when they're the best. BC tomorrow, and I think Ottawa to stun the stamps on Sunday. On YouTube, Jen takes the Argos by three. Riders upset the Lions, and gonna go Ottawa by six with a big grin. Um, Jeff on YouTube, got the Lions Argos stamps and go beer. Is that right? Gonna have some beer. Enjoy. Um, Everybody says have a great weekend. They love the picks. Awesome stuff. Um, Again, 902-518-3033. The text line. What else is going on this weekend? Going to check out the movies. Oppenheimer's on my list. Going to check that out at the Landmark Cinemas. Um, Christopher Nolan directing that one. And there has just been amazing reviews for it. It is north of three hours. So pack a lunch. Get some snacks. um, Enjoy. Going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, If you want to go to the movies, all you need to do to win a night out at Landmark Cinemas, text MOVIES to 902-518-3033 to be entered. Winners are picked every Friday. So this afternoon, we're picking winners. 902-518-3033. Let us know what movie you want to go see. You could win LandmarkCinemas.com. Meg 2, upcoming action-based science fiction film based in the 1999 book, The Trench. By Steve Alton. Serving as a sequel to the 2018 film The Meg. The story continues as we follow the crew. Uh, Jason Statham in that movie. So Meg to the Trench. Coming out August 4th in theaters. What are we watching on Netflix this weekend? I wanted to get to this this week. But I, I won't have time. Um, the docuseries Quarterback. Um, featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. This was produced by Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, and it's excellent. I'm almost through it. I've got like one episode left. Um, The best highlights for me, Patrick Mahomes yelling, this is what I do. This is what I do. After he makes a touchdown or a big play, like he's such a great trash talker and he's so confident, but not cocky. He's fun about it. It's a very weird balance that he strikes. Uh, Kirk Cousins, very likable. Um, and he does all the weird training, like this, you know, neurofeedback training, which is super interesting to watch. And Mariota, um, I've become a bigger fan of Mariota. Um, his wife, Kiyomi, is awesome. They just had a new baby girl in the show. and But he's dealing with the fallout of Atlanta. The issue with Marcus is he's quiet and he's not, you know, a loud, confident guy. He's a quiet, confident guy. So you don't always know where he's coming from, which sometimes can cause some confusion. But... Um, Really great show, not sports related. I've been watching The Lincoln Lawyer. If you watched out a new series, the movie, and we're in the last minute of play here on the RP show for the week. Um, if you watch the movie with Matthew McConaughey, really good. Um, Mickey Haller is the lawyer now in Lincoln Lawyer. He's the character. And they left it on a real cliffhanger. I'd watch it. Really good. Season two is halfway done. Um, that's really what I'm watching. What are you guys watching? Write it in on the YouTube chat heading into the weekend. Everybody can use streaming suggestions. I'm watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary too. And it's really good, right, Clark? Yeah, Clark says it's very good. I'm watching that one. And he's got a... Oh, and he's got a a sitcom too out about being in the CIA with his daughter. So fun way to wrap up the weekend. Hope you guys enjoy um, your weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the Netflix and the movies. RP's back in on Monday. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sticking by for a couple of days. Have a great weekend. McFly, hello.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.